What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev, obviously. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you. We have a guest again today, y'all. Introduce yourself. What's up, guys? It's Mariah. I'm so happy to be back again. <sighs> today, you know, today we're going to get real. We're going to get real today, you know? It, it, we're going to have a conversation that needs to be had. But before we go ahead and get into this conversation and sip this tape, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at mainly Mariah underscore and also at that. So dev and also follow both of us <laughs> on Instagram, which this is the first time both of us are given, you know, we're at names at the same time because you remember Miss Mariah was unavailable for you hoes. But make sure you go I'm ahead and follow her. True. That's the T. Go ahead and follow her. Mainly Mariah underscore. Period. And make sure you go ahead and follow me on Instagram too. At that so dev. It's simple, straight and to the point. Period. Period. What are we getting into today, Mariah? We're gonna be discussing mental health today. Whoop. Whoop. Mental health for me has been a big struggle and I have just thanks to Devin especially just in the past I would say year to year and a half really even understanding not only what it is for me but what it is for other people mental health is it's it's very broad you know it mm-hmm. it's not one size fits all and I think that's a big thing that a lot of people who have a very simplistic point of view but in terms of mental health that's where they struggle you know because they think that every person is going to okay you're depressed so you're just going to be sad or whatever you know so they just expect sadness and they really don't expect all the things that surround sadness you know what i'm saying like you you may not have the energy to clean you may not have the energy to eat you may not have the energy to shower you may have a shorter attention span like there are so many things shorter attention span focusing but there are so many things that surround it that people don't know surround sadness <laughs> you know sadness is just simply you just being in a sad mood you know agreed and to kind of bounce off that you know there's a lot of stigma that comes around mental health you know you 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 see somebody who may say hey I have depression, I have anxiety, I experience OCD, ADHD, ADD, body dysmorphia, I mean, the PTSD, social anxiety. There's so many broad things and every person's individual experience is so different that it's difficult. Like you can relate, but no one's experience is gonna be exactly the same. Everyone comes to terms with their mental health on their own in some ways, in some ways people don't. It's, it's one of those things where if you aren't educated or willing to become educated, you cannot be an ally for the people in your life that do experience a mental illness of some kind. I mean, yeah, you, you can't hold to a certain standard when you're not willing to, you know, hold yourself accountable to meet that same yes. standard. And I mean, that's a really big thing that you see today. It's like, wow, I understand that I am not 
a perfect person speaking in general guys here but like wow i am not a perfect person but i know that i am putting in the effort to be better and to become the person that i truly want to become while you are negatively judging another person while also not taking the steps to become a better you exactly that's crazy that's crazy Everyone could be better. Everyone could be better. Everyone could be better in a variety of ways. What's really difficult in certain certain situations like that is even just, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm sure most of the audience may or may not have experienced this, but, you know, going through teenage years and experiencing high highs and low lows where you kind of have that realization, you think, am I depressed right now? Or, you know, you get that bubbly feeling in your stomach and your heart's racing, or you think, is this anxiety? Like now as an adult, you know, I'm about to be 25 this year. I think back on parts of my life where, you know, I was 14, 15, 16 years old and even younger. I was like, dang, I did not. That was. Yeah. You were carrying all of this weight and just struggling with your mental health as a child and as a teenager. Because, you know, you look back on it now and you see all the things that you are addressing right now. You're like, how did I even manage to navigate so during these times? <laughs> like, how? How? And, and you were just talking about, you know, the feelings of, I don't really know what this is or whatever. But I remember specifically the point where I had realized that I was in a depression. And I remember I told you, I told really, I told you the other day, or I think I told you actually a really long time ago, but we speak about it quite a bit. But I told one of my really good friends who was in my fraternity and you know i was like i think i'm depressed because you know i was just in this overwhelming funk that i couldn't seem to get out of and you know me i will pull myself out of anything Mm -hmm. but at that time i just couldn't and something told me that this is bigger than simply me just being sad because I had just went through a fight with another friend that was, you know, basically a root at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the specific time that I was like, wow, this is depression. And it clicked for me at that point because I really, really started going to therapy at that point. This was about what? Spring 2016. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, we had no knowledge of mental health. We it wasn't had even a nothing. It was not we it, it, at all. Like at all. Isn't that and crazy? Now, it, it it is crazy. Like now, it's a huge focal point. Like mm-hmm. it feels it just for you know, if you haven't streamed Memory Lane, please go do that. But in the dynamic of my in the middle of you know the dynamic of mine and Devin and Madison's relationship is you know our friendship you know we didn't talk about those kind of things like we would Mm -hmm. you know call be like bitch you'll never guess what happened to me today or you know the crying yeah the ugly FaceTime crying like that was a thing or you know (laughs) when we were in college you know we would just pop up be like I'm literally going through it right now and we would then show up at Madison's house you know so well we would show up at Madison's house unannounced and be like this sucks we just had each other we had each other and I think for a variety of people as well you don't grasp what you're going through until it comes to a head and then you get that clarity and you're like 
look at this pattern of things that I've experienced, especially mm-hmm. in my life right now. I'm not going to go into details because y'all could not handle it. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, um, Ciao. All I'll say we is all... my last name is Looney again for a reason, and we'll leave it at that. Um, moving on. So I specifically have noticed patterns in my life that have continued over a course of about six or seven years. And I'm like, girl, no, we have got to dead this now. We have got to move through this in a more positive way, or these things are just going to keep relapsing. And a big, a big issue I think a lot of people experience too, is you cannot heal in an environment that is causing you pain or that is triggering in any kind of way. Like a lot of mental illnesses come from life in general and traumatic events. I mean, you can you can go to your therapist, you can vent about how, you know, you have financial issues or you have, you know, anxieties in certain areas. But then at the end of the day, your your therapist can't help you make more money at your job. It's it's a systematic issue. It's even there more is- than that. It's even more than that as well because if you your therapist can help you and you know give you structure, but if you don't do the work outside of therapy, it's almost pointless. It's, it's almost pointless. pointless. And I, I won't say literally pointless because you just going there and getting it off your chest is something that is so needed. So I can't say it's completely pointless. I can't say that because that does help. But if you want to begin to move forward beyond where you are, you're going to have to do the work. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think that going to therapy alone is something to, like, you know, oh, I went to therapy, so I'm going to be good soon. They think it's just going to click. And it's not gonna click. And we've even we've all it's not a PSA. It does not. But we've all had that moment individually. You have had it. I have had it. Everyone has been that has been to therapy has probably had that moment where you know they you obviously know that you're told that this is yes you're gonna you're gonna be told immediately that you know that this isn't gonna be an overnight thing. You're gonna have to work at this, whatever you know. And that is truly something that you're gonna have to do. It took me years to even get to the place to where i am now so when it comes to therapy there's there's layers to the shit <laughs> long story short period. there's layers to the shit so period you know you have to invest in yourself you have to invest your time in you because you will invest your time in everything else around you but for some reason focusing on us seems to be a very difficult task you know you just us in general and you know well i would say more you in general and madison in general this is something that i personally have struggled with i look after me used to look after me in more selfish ways because i thought that the way that i was doing it was 100 percent absolutely right that everyone should bend to the way that i want things but then when things started happening in my life and i was like dang i'm really hurting a lot of people like at some point i had to take a step back and say hey I need to change what I'm doing. I need to work harder, not just for myself, but I have to do this for the other people in my life. Like I have kids, I have a career, like you just in general to kind of reflect back, like let's give an example of going to work, okay? Let's say you go to work and you're somebody who either has ADHD, maybe you have, 
depression, maybe have some social anxiety. Just getting up for work when the alarm clock goes off can take every ounce of energy in your body just to get up. Yep. That doesn't even include showering, brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant, washing your face, getting your clothes for the day, getting in the car and then getting there and then working all day. But wait, there's more, there's, there's, there's more to it. There's more to it. The that. sleep. The sleep because you can't the sleep. sleep. So you, not only are you already tired, yep. but then you have to get up and just you you try to categorize things to do them the quote unquote way it's supposed to be done. So an employer may see a employee who's not on time or an employee who is flaky or an employee who cannot stay committed. But in reality, your employees doing the best that they can do. And I think that that's something where it kind of relates back to people just not wanting to be educated, people not wanting to understand and the older generations that are in, in roles of where our generation is coming up, we're changing the stigma on things like that. Instead of having this hard pounding fist, ah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. My kids are gonna grow up in a world where if my children experience mental illness of any kind, they're gonna be exposed to situations where yes, you may still have those situations that are difficult, but we're a generation of people who are going to want to understand and help with the root. We so want to teach to them. Yeah, because yes. when people continue to make these same mistakes, it, it could be a case, yes, of them already knowing and you, them just not doing better. But it could also be them just simply not knowing. So, you know, mm -hmm. taking the time to really redirect to teach instead of going straight to punish is a very... It, in, in a lot of ways, we can also root this back to defund the police, right? Because a lot of people think defund mm -hmm. the police means get rid of the police. But it means, you know, investing in other methods that is going to, you know, be positive reinforcement. You know, like yeah, if you're dealing... Yeah. Exactly. Like where it's going to be somebody dealing with, you know, mental illness. We're not going to have the police come in and treat this person like they're a criminal just because, you know, the police don't really understand their mental illness and they see it as a threat. And so they if they see it as a threat... Exactly. But but think about it though, if they don't understand the mental illness this person is dealing with, and they perceive it as a threat, they are trained to what? Ultimately take out threats. <laughs> so, hello, that is what we don't want. We want someone who knows how to handle these people. So, that's just that girl. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that we can redirect the conversation of mental illness and. Guys, we're we're gonna have multiple podcasts. It's gonna be a little era, you know. We did, you know, the comfort zone era, comfort zone, comfort media, where you know we talked about different shows, movies, music, and then you know we just wrapped it around into you know one little era and close it out. We're gonna do the same thing with mental health, starting with this podcast. We're gonna have what Mariah's idea was a coping mechanism podcast. You know, um, we're going to have a podcast where we talk about the different anxiety disorders because while we think of simply just anxiety we don't really not we some people really don't think about the entire spectrum of anxiety you know even down to adhd will be under anxiety as well we have adhd um ocd you have generalized anxiety blah 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 we're going to save the rest of that for the podcast but there's just so many and you know if people obviously people would have a better understanding if they educated themselves but it's just the simple fact that the education is out there if you really wanted if, it 
Very Here's the thing. Oh, resources. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I even tweeted this, and I would just like to make it known. Hi, 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 my black folks. I'm speaking to you specifically. Um, you remember when you know all these protests were going on, and we were like, "Hey, white folks, you want to learn about Black history? All you got to do is look it up on Google. It's right there, mm-hmm. right? Y'all remember that?" Y'all remember that? I'm, I'm speaking to black people. Sorry, Mariah. But y'all, y'all remember that? Y'all, right, black people? Okay. So let's change a little bit of the context here. So we're here with mental health. Oh, you're not too aware of all these disorders and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. It's on Google. It's right there. It's just, just go look it up. It's right there in front of you. You have the means. But what's the issue? Because guess what? You, you know, I hear a lot of excuses of, and I can understand, you know, a lot of people cannot afford therapy. Obviously, you know, but you know how many resources there are out there? And I understand it's very hard to reach out. But, you know, there is a certain point in your life where you come to a decision of whether, am I going to keep doing this the rest of my life or do I want to get to where I need to go? And, you know, once you truly decide that you want to get where you need to go, you have to start making the necessary steps. And therapy is one of those steps. You can go on Google. You can go whatever search engine you got. You can search up free therapy, free online therapists to talk to. You can go inside chats. You can give them a call. If you have social anxiety, you're obviously going to the chat. But y'all, it is out there. You can get the help that you need still. It may not be, you know, up in a therapist session or blah, 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 in which a lot of y'all claim to not even want that. So now what's the issue? Especially with telehealth. Ciao. Agreed. Agreed. I'm... By the way, I'm so sorry if that was disrespectful when I was agreeing. Did not mean that to be disrespectful. Oh, it no. For me, because we had to have that conversation. I was trying to like, like not to get off topic here, but back when, you know, BLM started to become very prominent with the riots and things and the protests. And I, me and Devin had to have that conversation where I was like, hey, I wanna know more. I want to make sure that what I'm getting is accurate. He was like, I'll send you some links, but from there it's your responsibility. And I was like, damn, he's right. But even then- And I and do it on my own. And- Sorry, I'm interrupting you. It's it's the ADHD, y'all. Y'all know how it is. How you you get that thought and you're like, say it. It's the ADHD, y'all. Trust me, (laughs) I am not mentally ill people in a podcast and see what happens. (laughs) You know, it's just it's a field day. But crap, what was I about to say? I totally forgot. What what did you say last? About having to do the work on my own. Yeah, that doesn't help me. I really don't remember what I was about to say. I'm sorry. Let me reflect that. Okay. I said, I said, you know, back then uh, we had the conversation. I was like, I want to make sure that my stuff is accurate. Oh my God. I remember now. Thank you. No, but y'all forgetting again, but it it was along the lines of, I know, right? I hate me too, but okay. So I had a situation on Twitter earlier today, right? Where this person had said, I'm not going to mention any names, but they were like, we know you think you're a white gay, but you are a nigga, right? So, yeah, because I was because I was defending Olivia Rodrigo, right? 
and so when you were saying like i'm sorry if it was disrespectful blah, 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 it wasn't disrespectful but i but i wanted to let you know i was speaking to black people that was for my people i was letting you know that okay but, but it was a situation of where he had said that and i was like wait a minute is this coming from the same person that dragged miss normani to filth i mean you're, you're talking about industry plants and your for talent and whatnot but you were just dragging um a black woman you know a black talented woman who just came on the scene and was winning and you decided to you know tear her down but on the opposite side looking at you know olivia rodrigo i'm defending her because she is genuine talent that you know the music industry needs unlike actual plants who are just there to you know make non-genuine music i was like wait a minute so because there are a lot of black people who are held they're hold they're upholding a social script where this vendetta against all white people is just what they uphold all the time in my response to what his tweet was it was just like look i know you feel the need to be this black person who is against all white people because understandably so white people have caused us nothing but trauma let's just be real there they have caused trauma it is embedded in white people to have privilege in a lot of them racism so i can understand why you would have that vendetta it's been passed down to have it because look at the history right but i'm also a person who can i can see both ends of it i can see that there i can see that all white people get white privilege all white people that come into the music industry are going to have it easier they're going to get quicker success and all that i understand that but i can also see that there are good and there are bad i'm not saying oh my god you know like the police there's just a few bad apples a sweet amount like i know that there are many 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 majority probably bad apples and white people but i know that there are good apples see the switch on that so that's the difference so with olivia i can see the good i can see the genuine talent i know that there are plants out there i know that there are people you, you know just put in that position addison ray addison ray i don't even think the girl's a plant it's white privilege yeah. compared to all these black artists that could be in that position getting that label push you know what i'm saying getting that energy but i can see the difference again between genuine talent and artificial talent and that's a big thing that a lot of people a lot of black people struggle with because maybe even in a situation what just happened when you were agreeing another black person probably would have been like excuse me <laughs> and again i would understand why but i'm not necessarily going to be like, like let that go you know what i'm saying just like let that ease because i understand for one that mariah is a good one thank you is a person. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know white people suck. As a white person, I absolutely hate it. Like, I, I'm, as a white person to the, any person of color in the black community, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know we suck. I'm so sorry. 
damn your ancestors just screwed y'all for life y'all got a bad reputation for the rest of y'all got down that's why i have two Whatever biracial life. children that's why i have two biracial children she Please does she'll be better she, than me she does and uh, she's not one of those that you know like you know people of color for their extra stuff she is one that genuinely loves them for their culture because she herself a lot of times i have seen things that white people are boring and she just doesn't she doesn't she does she comes from an area of total opposite but she grew up total opposite i know she she still has those reminiscences of where she comes from but she doesn't uphold um what am i trying to say you don't uphold those what the beliefs exactly yeah my little podunk town i I, you know i'm i'm i love that i love where i was raised i left in the better the idealizations that they have like y'all when you cross the county line into my hometown there is a trump 2024 flag when you cross the county line girl <laughs> when you cross the county line uh, oh and, and, and you know me either that's why I don't live there anymore to give a quick reflection just to kind of get back on track here that was something that's something for me that you know did take a toll on my mental health was getting out of my hometown and getting away from those beliefs and getting away from this is just the way things are because this is how it's been for you know hundreds of years when the town was formed like it's the community is just white people my my uncle is black and is married in of course and in you know the the late 90s whenever he met my aunt um he would ride Nicki Minaj just added to her story sorry but when he would ride into town from Campbellsville, Kentucky to my hometown, um, he got extra dark tinted windows in his truck and would ride with the seat laid back once across into town to go see my aunt's family and my family. And whenever I was told that, I didn't understand why. Like I, like I understood, but I didn't get it. And I will truly never get it. And it saddens me deeply that that's still what a what what a lot of black people face today and um i just want to be here to support all of you (laughs) all of them yes like i and deeply genuinely from the bottom of my heart i want to be there be an ally be there for you in any way i possibly can i literally know we suck like just white people existing in general is a huge trigger for any person of color a black person with mental health problems and for that i genuinely apologize like I, look i mean there isn't enough apologizing in the world to done you know to know. wrap around it you know but it's just like I, I was tying this all together because this truly affects black people mental health it, there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of socioeconomical factors going on here you know mm-hmm. it, you have where you know black people aren't given enough opportunities so they aren't able to you know go as big of places as some white people or not make as much money as some white people and that really caused 
a strain on them it causes depression and then you know and then you're, when you're stuck, not even being able to get the resources to get out of the rut that the system puts you in I mean, exactly. And also at the same time, the people, you know, the system has out here to enforce their rules are traumatizing us everywhere we go for no reason for simply existing. So it's just like, that's why I say, I mean, even, even going back to Campbellsville, the whole situation where, you know, at the time I, Madison had let me, Madison had let me live in her room over the summer before I moved on campus because she was going to move back after I had moved on campus. And when I was staying with Sam at that time, the police had stopped me as I was leaving where I lived. And there was about five, six cop cars, y'all. Five, six, and more than five, six police had to be almost 10 of them. And they stopped me. They run my plates. They asked for my license. And they're treating me like I just did something wrong. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He's like, well, we just had a hit and run with the old lady over there and you matched the description. I've met the description. So in other words, they told you it was black boy. <laughs> His black boy was some pipe on him. And you saw the first one and you were like, oh, that's him. Gotta be him. That's gotta be him. You racially profiled me. And let me tell you something. The only reason why I was let go was because my mom had talked with the police officer that happened to be on the scene about two weeks ago before that. That was the only reason why they happened to just let me go. It was unreal because it was just like, and, and the thing about it, you just went on about your day. Oh, that wasn't him. Now we're going to keep on looking, blah, blah, blah. You went on about your day, but you just left this person with so much trauma, and you're not even going to pay for their therapy. <laughs> they have to fend for themselves even more so now. And every interaction you'll ever have from there. And God forbid. Yeah, and God forbid. God forbid I end up having somewhat, you know, drug problem after this. Obviously, I'm not, y'all. This was in 2014. But like, God forbid, you know, a drug problem came after that. And, you know, I was struggling after, you know, the trauma that they had caused me. And then, you know, they happened to just catch me while I happened to just finish using because, you know, now I'm an addict and maybe the mental health has gotten even worse because of the trauma that they have caused me. Now they're going to treat me like a criminal and probably try to throw me in jail because I'm on something. Because it's something that was systematically called. Ah, Ah, and, 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 and ah, yeah, and then you know I couldn't even get a freaking job. <laughs> I couldn't get a job because guess what? Because you're depressed. I'm black, and you want to know it, it, this is so deeply embedded because I'm thankful my name is Devin. I'm thankful my brother's name is Michael, and my other brother's name is Chamel. We don't have names, and my mom did this on purpose. We don't have names that would be perceived to be quote unquote black because that would have made a difference in this world if we had those names on the job application. You could have easily just threw those out. So like this is so deeply embedded in us that it's just like we're every at this point every black person needs therapy because this is stuff that they face on a daily basis walking into clothing stores and restaurants all types of businesses and being the only black person in and having people stare at them black people deal with this stuff every single day 
that's why when we go back to situations where I'm like, it's your, you know, it's your, you got to do this, you know, it's up to you now. It's your responsibility to go look this up. It's your responsibility to, you know, truly, truly fight because you want to know what we are constantly fighting this battle in person, but online and in the streets we're fighting this battle from every angle so it's like from our perspective we're like at the least at the very least the very least you could do is simply look it up and understand the past because when situations where we react are categorized as us being over the top violent aggressive and angry when the truth is people don't really understand the past and the trauma behind it you know what i'm saying so this is People a very acknowledge the reaction but not what the caused root. the reaction yeah and that's a very that's a very big thing in mental health just in general i mean for this yes 110 percent for sure but in general a lot of people they want to just simply acknowledge the reaction and it's just like look chances are if you're a person like us we have given you chance after chance after chance after chance so if we snap on you like that you have truly hit a nerve and we have backed our wall up to extent that it's gonna go you know i mean we've experienced that in our friendship like that's something that we've touched on before like in life you're gonna hit roadblocks when it comes to your mental health there's going to be good days okay days stagnant days and just really crappy days and it's all about the navigation through those times to be able to get back to those even if your stagnant days is a goal that's still a goal like that's a big thing that i've had to myself structure I am a big listing person. Like, I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to retain it unless I write it down. I don't even mean, like, putting it in a note on my phone. I mean, like, I have a notebook, a journal, a planner. I have calendars all over my house because I literally have to see it and physically write it before it will click for me. Like, whenever I was in college, I would write, like, don't drag me here, but I would write the entire like study guide question yeah. and the answer because yep. and it would take so much time because I couldn't just yeah. read it and memorize it yeah. like and it was something that I didn't understand was a part of you know my ADHD type yep. process things it's how I retain the information you like, want to know what you never told me that you've actually never told me that part right there really? and it's cr- yeah I swear and what's crazy about it is is that I am the same exact way I have to write out the entire study guide with the questions mm-hmm. and you know I have to repeatedly write things to yep. ingrain it in my brain you know and and when I when I got to college and I started using a laptop my laptop was so crappy y'all I had to leave it plugged in or it would die <laughs> So I remember, literally, I remember being in like world civilization class and I would have to, I would literally just type everything <laughs> that the professor said. And I would just be looking him dead in the eyes, just typing. Like, think, oh my God, I can't. Oh, that's another day. We'll have to do a memory link specifically for Chai college Chai. someday. I can't do it. 
Um, imagine, okay, just a quick backstory, y'all. Imagine being a college cheerleader <laughs> and telling your professor that you're about to go perform at National Student Extension on homework because you're literally a college athlete and you won't be able to be there and they kick you out of the class. She was like, but wait, no, what, not even that. Not even that. Want to go get Taco she, Bell, Devin? <laughs> yeah. Okay, lol. Okay, y'all. So this teacher was so rude to us. She she was really so rude just in general, but she was really rude to us when it came to, you know, us explaining our situation, you know, Daytona Nationals, whatnot. We're going to go down and do, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have fun with the girls, you know, college cheerleading. Woo! And when we told her, she was like, she actually, like, she didn't necessarily say no. She didn't. She actually let us do it. But it wasn't until we after down. we went. Yeah. And we were like, do you have this class anymore? Do you? We found out she dropped us out of the class. We were like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's how I lost my college scholarship. <laughs> oh, child. Not me burping. Excuse me, y'all. I never burp. But look Campbellsville was a time Campbellsville was the time for us to just do whatever we wanted but also have some responsibility right it it was just that time that's not what college is right but I mean you know depending but that's what it was for us right then and I think we got all that extra stuff out that we needed to get out you know we got all the fuck boys you know out of our system in that area you know even if they followed us out we had to filter them out because they were just you know baggage and trash but you know getting out of Campbellsville you know it allowed us to grow because that was our little fun time you know what I'm saying so like when I look back on those situations it it doesn't bother me because think about it if it didn't happen where would we be child I think about that all the time like like I used to let things and I still do in some ways but not near as much as I did even just a few years ago I used to let things like that weigh so heavy on me like I used to reflect on all the heavy feelings and then you know once I got into therapy and I started to realize hey not all of that was bad just because there were a couple of instances that were not quote unquote positive doesn't make the entire experience terrible. Like I had a really hard time filtering out the good versus the bad. So even if I had a bang ass time and was just enjoying myself and was just getting to live my life, I would focus so hard on just a few inconveniencing things that change the whole dynamic. And I would focus on that change as it leading to another negative thing, then another negative thing, then another negative thing. I didn't give myself the time to reflect on the root of the transition. Are you following me? So, so once, you know, Campbellsville was over, you know, we were in Lexington. I wasn't in school. I was prepping to leave for the military, y'all. And I was going down having a good time with Devin and our friends every single weekend while working a literal nine to five Monday to Thursday making really good money. I was living life, had no kids, did whatever the heck I wanted, didn't have any bills, was good. And I still messed it up. And that's how I thought about it for so long. 
but now I'm like that wasn't what was meant for me so then I became a mother and then after I became a mother I became a wife and then I go through this four years of trauma and difficult times and then here I am a single mom of two kids and I have never been happier in my entire freaking life I'm Yo, literally it's true literally it's so true it's we were so true right before this y'all and i'm literally sitting in the middle of my empty bedroom with nothing but a mat and a couple pillows and a side table and i have never been happier in my entire freaking life it's not about the materialistic thing feels like listen 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 to how she is delivering what she's saying and then listen back to other podcasts she feels very free and you know it's showing in work yeah it's showing you know even with her parenting her parenting you know when something happens with the kids and they're being a little fussy her calming them down explaining to them what happened what they did wrong why they can't do what they've been doing and then she structures them from there and they hear her and they learn that what they did was wrong so next time it starts to click for them it's just like us you know for mental health when we have you know so many things that we you know we keep messing up and you know we're trying to learn it we've just become aware of it but now it's just really putting things into action to you know solve the problem the behavior you know right but it doesn't happen for us instantly right so how can Mm. we expect even children to and you give them that grace to learn and for it to click you know you don't have too high standards to them they're kids you know you, you, They're children. You yeah, absolutely. I love them. I'm so glad they tell me good. I know FaceTime too. They love their Uncle Dad. You know, I my whole goal as a parent is to give my kids a childhood they don't have to heal from. Like, I did not, like, I know everybody's experience is different. Like, my family was upper middle class. Like, I had everything I could ever want. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I come out in the real world and I'm like, what in the hell am I supposed to do? I was very sheltered. I had no idea about mental health. I had no idea about anxiety. I, my therapist told me, she said, you, like, just from you describing, like, things with, like, OCD and whatnot, you've probably experienced this for upwards to 15 to 20 years of your life. And I'm 25. I'd be 25. Like, that is a hard thing to grasp, to, like, reflect back on all those feelings and be like, that's what that was. That's why all of the patterns continue to happen because the behavior is the same if it goes un well one to undiagnosed and two even with a diagnosis you have to put in the work or you cannot continue to relapse into the situations what did i tell you the other day constant cycle you remember what i told you the other day i told you you cannot continue to apply you can't apply the same recipe and expect a different outcome that's just not going to happen and that is something that my therapist told me and when she told me that i was like wow you were absolutely right and that was the moment that it clicked for me to that i have to leave kentucky you know what i mean yeah. because i was struggling with that decision for so long i was like i don't want to leave my friends and blah 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 look we can go back a little bit to even you know me first getting to lexington you know when i got to lexington after uk and you know having the friends that i thought were 
my best friends at the time it was just like a breath of fresh air to get somewhere new and to see that uh, I don't really have to be verbally and mentally abused by my friends like that's not friendship you know friends still respect you at the end of the day and Lexington really allowed me to blossom as a person and to really Mm -hmm. figure out who I was and I'm actually really grateful for that time because obviously you know when you first came you weren't preparing for the military not at first but I want to say to yeah towards the end of the semester you know August you weren't but come around December time ish well not December October was when October I yeah oh yeah yeah October wow really wait so what was that August mm-hmm. that was only two months wow we did a lot mm-hmm. in those two months we did a lot in two months yeah, we did a lot y'all we lived our best life in Lexington but Lexington you know it really gave me the freedom to grow as a person to, to see all this freedom but also at the same time it was one of the most trying times for me because you know I had we've all been through this you know where you have a friend betrayal and then you have Mm -hmm. people that you thought who your friends turn on you and then Mm -hmm. at that point you know I really just ended up withdrawing from everything you know my fraternity everything I withdrew from those people because you know those people at the time some of them were still friends with my abuser so although you know they understood the situation they knew the situation it had nothing to do with them which I'm not going to tell you to be friends, who to be friends with. No, never. But if you choose to continue to, you know, bring this abuser around, try to invite me places where my abuser is, you know the situation. I'm going to be like, ah, you don't get it. And I'm going to step away. So that's what I did. I really took some time away. A lot of people did not understand it. They thought I was overreacting, but I was really focusing on my mental health at that time. You know, I was focusing on my recovery growing. from yeah, I was on you know, growing just in general I was focusing on my recovery I was trying to focus on school I had a lot of things to focus on and the last thing I was worried about was someone else because flip side of you you know how you you said you were worried about you I was always worried about other people like I cared way too much about other people probably sometimes more than I cared about myself at the time you know I would put some people before I would put myself and then at that time that. I still do that but I do I, I have a healthy balance now you have um, moderation back, now yeah, yeah I understand moderation and back then I didn't but when I did that withdrawal like I said that's when I started to learn that and I started to learn boundaries because therapy was teaching me all these different methods and you, you know therapy was opening my mind to be able to see what things could be and I really took that advantage and I even had somebody really enough not really enough shocker but somebody on twitter was like why do you go to therapy and they kind of said it like judgy in a way and i was like yikes i was like why aren't you in therapy because you know when you see a lot of people on twitter you see them deflecting and it's like dang you could really use some therapy and that's you know a big reason why i sorry i don't no you're okay (laughs) i had a thought it's adhd it happened girl i know uh, the struggle but I mean just to wrap up you know what I was saying just to tie that back in with people you know who deflect just in general that's what people were doing in Lexington you know so Lexington gave me that insight to where even we can circle back to situations like now where you remember how I was talking about earlier how that person on Twitter 
you know, they were like, oh, you think you're a white gay now, blah, 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 and all that stuff. I kind of, it, it'll, uh, situations like Lexington allowed me to take that, you know, that intuition and that knowledge that I gained from it to really apply it here and to be like, okay, you're going through something. I'm understanding of that. I am secure in who I am. I am not going to respond and attack you because I understand at the end of the day, what I say, what I do, and the actions I take will shape my character at the end of the day. And something, someone else actually replied, I didn't say that at first, but someone else had replied, you know, when I replied to the person who said that, and I wasn't rude or anything like that, you know, I just told them, you don't have to abide by the social script, you can think for yourself, you don't have to be a black person who hates every white person on the planet, and they were just like, don't mention them, blah, 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 and all that stuff, you know, taking Twitter a little bit too serious, and I was just like, dude, I gave them the spiel about how, you know, this is going to decide who your character is, and they didn't respond, and I know that hit them because they're like, damn, like, what can I say about you know <laughs> when your character uh, comes into question that's where you have to self-reflect like y'all talking about people going to therapy this is not people you know putting electrical shock things on your head and shocking you back to normal you're not laying on a couch looking at ink watches like that's the stigma behind it all it is not what you think it is like it, to be honest therapy is not even what you think it isn't entirely because it's not even just the therapy that you've experienced you know there's cbt there's dbt there's trauma focus there are so many different areas of therapists and i'm sorry i know i'm talking a lot i did not mean to interrupt you but you make a very okay. good point because i know you were going in a certain direction and i just have to you know because there's more to it than just because you're you're very fresh on therapy and you've learned a lot but there's just so much more to it because me going to school to become a therapist it has showed me this wide range of different therapies because my therapist I, I just got a new therapist recently I don't even think I told you this but I really like her I think this is the best therapist I've had since Kentucky and oh, good. I know you love her she, Oh my! I know she, y'all. She was my bitch. So when she left, it really hurt. So to really feel this genuine connection between my therapist, it was amazing. And she introduced this new therapy to me. I have no idea what it is, but it's really focusing on you know, like when you have those intrusive thoughts, whatnot. Really focusing on the root of that intrusive thought, and you know, it's really focusing on processing it, so that way you're not consistently having those flash ups you know you know those flashbacks yeah. flash ups of those instances or those experiences and it's just like even with all the knowledge that i have on mental health and therapy anxieties and depressions and, you know the whole spectrum of mental health there's still so much to it you know agreed that's kind of what i was trying to get to like just just from the basics of like what i was saying like it's not what you think it is when you go in and you your therapist has to learn you as a person that was something that was hard for me because i was like there's so much like my first probably three to four sessions was literally me sitting there bawling my eyes out and just like word vomiting because in my mind i was like how am i supposed to get someone to help me if you don't understand the full thought process and one day she told me she said 
I know you find it really important to give me all the details, which is very important. You also have to understand that it is my job to find the common denominator. That's where I come in. So she, we had to have a conversation where she actually had to like direct me back to what the entire, you know, session was about. You know, we structured it to where if I wanted to talk about A this day, we would wrap up A the next day and then conversation B would happen. And then we would loop it all together to make that connection that I couldn't make on my own. You, you follow me here? Yep. So that was really difficult for me because in my mind, I was like, you got to know every little thing about me and the way I think about things and yada, 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 yada. It's not classified as a whole, but in certain ways it is. So it's designed for you as you go. That's why it's not an overnight thing. You can't just go in and expect to leave a session and be like, I'm cured, or this is what I have. This is my, you know, it, it wasn't that simple. Like it took four months for me to even get my first diagnosis. And then once they started coming, they kept coming. And the more we, the more I learned and communicated, the more past, present, and even just stagnant parts of my mind were like, that makes so much sense. And it was, it's designed specifically for you. The longer you do it, the better it gets. It is very difficult. It is a very triggering thing to go to therapy and just lay all your business out to a stranger at first. It's very difficult. And with with my therapist, Ms. Cassie, she, she really made me feel at home. There was an instance where I got actually, you know, a little uncomfortable because I was sharing something with her that was very difficult for me to share. And she was so taken aback that she actually laughed out loud. Remember me telling you that? She yep. was so shocked she laughed out loud and it shut my entire it shut me down right then and there and i was like i will never talk about that again she called me like three hours after i left and was borderline in tears apologizing to me and explained to me that that was actually something that had occurred in her own life and that she was just so taken aback that the situation was so similar that she couldn't even control her own reaction. You have well, to understand people, your therapist is also a person. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point that I was straight going to because even when you first start off going to school as a therapist, obviously you go through your general classes, blah, blah, blah. But you begin to, you start off with learning about the brain. You start off about learning about, you know, different sections of the brain how different sections of the brain work and then you learn about you know child development and then eventually it's going to grow into you know adolescence you know adults it's going to grow into family you know what i'm saying like you learn yeah it is constantly changing because you as a person just in general constantly changes and constantly changes you constantly change but that is the very first thing you is that while you're so focused on everything and everybody else, you have to deal with your shit first. 
You can't help other Make people if you are healing. Exactly. And even my therapist repeated that back to me as well. I mean, I obviously knew that, but she repeated that back to me because, you know, it, it, being a going to school to be a therapist and then having a therapist you're like okay i know a lot of this stuff so even sometimes you still need that snap back to reality you know what i'm saying Oopa goes gravity Ex- oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but it's just it's being being a therapist you carry your own weight you carry potentially your partner's weight you potentially carry whoever else's weight in your life and then to take on all your clients weight you know you know in a a big class that they make you take is patient provider care interaction it is most helpful that helpful class ever it is the most helpful i actually I don't like school if school isn't something that I care about or am passionate about. So, you know, after I got through the general classes, when I got to classes like patient provider, I was able to actually pay attention and take everything in and just how they teach you to deal with patients in a way that you're not you're not going to think about, you know have so much knowledge you're not going to think about it it's going to help restructure your mind that allows you to practice pretty little what protect your peace practice what you preach practice what you preach but also protect your peace it teaches you that you know and that's so important because a lot of people forget that your therapist is also some most likely struggling with their mental health that's why they became a therapist most likely you know agreed agreed you know something that me and you have had conversations about too to kind of bounce off of that uh, before we have to wrap up something that you know I was in a certain situation to where I was calling Devin and Madison and a couple of my other friends more specifically Devin and Madison about the same situation over and over and over and over because I could not get out of the situation I could not get to this where I am now where I'm where I'm growing like and I'm still healing from this obviously but at one point you know Devin had to tell me he said look at this point it's thoughts and prayers in the most respectful way like you have to be able to be an ally for your friend but your friends are not your therapist you have to understand your friends are going through things that they may not be able to carry your shit and their shit at the same time and you as a person have to be able to be respectful enough and understanding enough to say hey this is what i've got going on do you have it do you have the energy or the availability to be there right now and if your friend says no that is not a personal thing i had to stop taking things like that personally just because my shit was going down and I felt like I needed somebody there, my friends are not my therapists. My friends are my friends. It's not my friend's jobs to diagnose me. It's not my friend's jobs to get me through it. It is, they are there for support, but you cannot rely on everybody else to get you out of your own shit. It's you so true. Step back and do the work that like, like I told you, my therapist told me, she said, look, you can come in here all day long and vent if you think this is helping you and as soon as she said it, i was like in my mind i was like this isn't helping me like there, there's if a part of it that gets, <laughs> it, 
if you think of if you think about it if you think about it like i'm here i'm i'm doing the work i'm doing everything i can do to just go back you know leave there and go back to the things that i was just venting about like to go back to everything that was the root and it was so frustrating not only for me but for her because she had to sit there and listen to me for almost a year just breaking down and just really going through these really difficult times and just for her when we talked about it she was like i hated letting you leave every single day knowing that it was up to you at the end of the day if it was going to get better even my family and my friends said that to me and that's the whole point of me even saying any of this devin had to eventually tell me if it's going to be about that you need to ask me first well you got to think about it like this like it think about it if a you if a person is dealing with an addiction which is also mental health you can't make them want to get clean they have to decide that they want to get clean and it's the same situation you know even with the experiences you were just talking about you look when you're already dealing with so much you can't take all that on you can't exactly. because you will stress yourself out to the point to where you don't want to you're like i'm i'm absolutely done with life because you're taking on not only yours but everyone else's and so when it comes to situations like that you just have to be like look i mean look let me give some perspective here because like i said when it comes to certain situations i'm speaking in context of somebody like me who has the emotional intelligence who went to school to become the therapist who actually has the knowledge so i'm able to give the coping skills mechanisms i'm able to give the direction and the guidance that maybe a typical person wouldn't be able to but that is what i will do i will give you the tools you need to be successful but i can't make you want to be successful in terms of battling your mental health and what i mean by successful is not yay beating it yay but it means managing it means maintaining you know day at least by day the mm-hmm. skills Absolutely. you're given doing something like exactly like i like talking about you know how like i always you know thought about me back then even now i still i still have a problem with that i am not an empath i'm not you and, and and this is gonna sound really bad but someone could come to me and be like oh my god you know like this person in my in my life just passed away i'm really upset i'm gonna feel so bad for you but that emotional connection is not there in some cases for me like i i will react emotionally but when i go home at the end of the day it's probably not gonna cross my mind and i know that sounds awful but that are things that's stuff that I mean, i'm working on on my own no so like but like to to talk to, to to you know just extend this so we all don't think i'm just a piece of crap you like disconnect i to be honest i disconnect I disconnect because in my mind, whenever I would be just word vomiting to like my friends, especially Devin, and he, you know, finally backed up and told me, no, you've got to, you've got to relax on this. In my mind, I took it so personal at first because I was like, why would you not just want to just let me get off my chest, blah, blah, blah. And then whenever, you know, things started coming to a head and then the clarity hit, I was like, oh my God, how exhausting must that have been? To hear your friend or just in any situation, to hear your friend or family member or, whoever in so much pain knowing that when you get off the phone or leave that visit or you know get done talking to them or texting them even they're still there and that person's not actively making corrections to where they can be out of those situations 
it's exhausting for the other person. And for me, where I don't have that connection, where like, you know, oh my gosh, like I should probably check in on this person, see how they're feeling. I would do that, but I wouldn't do it genuinely until I understood why. You know who do, told me you that? Know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, what's funny enough is I really got that from Lyric. Shout out Love to you, Lyric. Lyric. Absolutely. Actually, she's very good about um, making sure that there is balance she's very self-aware you, you know what i'm saying she's she's like okay do you have the space for this right now and you, you know she's very considerate in every aspect and <clears throat> that has also allowed me to carry that into other friendships including even yours so again shout out to you lyric but also you know referring to how you know you just be connected emotionally when it comes to me i'm kind of the opposite like i don't really disassociate i feel it on such a personal level you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. you, it's to the point to where i have to have these boundaries now because of that because i will just allow myself to feel other people's feelings on such a heavy weight that they become my own but it's even to a point now where I guess I don't really know it's kind of it's it's difficult I'm at a very happy medium right now but also at the same time I feel that impulse still to just you know go 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 be there be there be there be there for other people you know I, I feel that impulse to just put others in front of me that's something that I've really been working on even as of lately and no shade no tea but you have helped me in that department girl let me tell you but also <laughs> it's given it's give and take as well as well I repeated that like it was a DJ as well as well so well so well girl please <laughs> I mean, you know, even, and what's so good about it is once you have these conversations with your friends and talk to your friends about their mental health, talk to your friends about your mental health, they're not your Check therapist, in. but they need, yes, they need to know what's going on with you. So A, they can support you and B, you're going to know how to support them. It's, it's, it's like a love language kind of. It's like, not one size fits all. Exactly. Damn. Like I did not even know that empathy ran that deep until me and Devin had that conversation I didn't realize that other people could fully take on another person's emotions because I don't I can't do that I can but like do that think about situations, it but I've never been really able to before and it it, it was just mind-blowing to me to learn to not take it personal but like for me like you know like I said like I feel feelings but my body doesn't react the way you know you know like it doesn't align with the emotions so like i could feel so incredibly sad but i will not cry you know what i'm saying like if i cry it's some real shit (laughs) like (laughs) like dead ass so like it there's there's so many different routes and perspectives you know like you can't just look at one person and know how to deal that's not just the general idea like 
like Devin just said, you know, like it takes a lot for, you know, the emotions to get to a point to where you'll have that physical reaction to either cry or maybe go into, you know, a panic attack or an anxiety attack or even anything along those lines. Like I, I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. No, I mean. Oh no. Okay. I got it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, period. I got it. I will cry for no freaking reason. I am a crier. I could be happy, I could be sad, I could be mad, I could be anything. I could just cry just because my brain's like, hey, time to let it out real quick. And it's just over nothing. And and that's just the way that I express stuff. And, and I'll tell you what, y'all, I ain't cried, but like twice, well, well, like four times in three weeks. She's been happy. This is the happiest happy. that I have seen her in a very, long time and you know even just looking at you know me you and madison just in general we have been having a glow up together we, mm-hmm. we go through everything together and the, the thing about it is it's like we it, it, it we go through the same thing at the same time it's not necessarily where one person is going through something we're all here for them but we're going through the same thing usually at the same time every time and so we're just able to relate process together work through talk about solutions opinions and really just help guide each other throughout you know this entire thing and you know even to circle this back around like i said one size does not fit all in mental health you know and even us just being friends it has allowed us to see that you know because we're all three different people entirely and to just you know wrap this up because we're going to begin closing this now guys you know like i said earlier we're going to be doing a podcast next podcast we're going to talk about anxiety the many spectrums of it depression the many spectrums of it this is an era of mental health you know we'll still do our music and pop culture and whatnot but this is the area that we're going to be focusing on now you know it's mental health awareness month um something else it's mental health something day i don't remember but either way child take good care of yourselves you know and you know like we were talking about earlier because you notice how we were saying not this car interrupted my podcast that was so rude of them right the queen is queening but you know like it was like we were talking we were talking about something early i think it was what was what were we talking it was along the lines of how um crap no it wasn't something about all of us singing it was about how we were going through like you know how we weren't aware of certain situations how we didn't talk about mental health and whatnot you know back in campbellsville and whatnot and it just made me think about us three in general how maybe we really didn't discuss it that much because we were able to provide each other with you know the friendship and the comfort to really sustain whereas in situations where we have seen it really come about we weren't with each other you know no like y'all if you listen to memory lane we have been doing long distance friendships for like four years and it it was really difficult to go from seeing each other every day and being able to have those hard conversations face to face it's totally different 
like the dynamics are constantly changing and to be quite frank if you met all three of us individually you would never expect us to be no. friends no especially <laughs> best friends like it, it, every one of us are so different but we're exactly the same it is so difficult to even explain like at the end of the day you know i know we have to wrap this up at the end of the day y'all please do the hard work i know it is not an easy step if you need resources our dms are open um we are not licensed therapists devin isn't yet but he's on the way please reach out <laughs> please reach out get that help get those resources we will help you we are still trying to help our freaking selves but you know we are there for you drink some water touch some grass get some vitamin d whether it be the sun or whatever it is you prefer okay is there vitamin d and orange juice because i don't know drink some sunny d bitch maybe you'll get vitamin c and d i don't know what to tell you or you can get vitamin d in whichever way you see fit from your perspective if you know what i mean but anyway (laughs) okay anyway y'all nah nah nah. anyway make sure you go ahead and stream Nicki minaj fractions make you go ahead and stream seeing green we're trying to get seeing green to number one even though it's after 9 p.m so the track is over i haven't been on twitter for a while to see it but stream beam me up scotty on all oh, platforms yes itty piggy piggy itty, <laughs> itty piggy <laughs> itty piggy diddy <laughs> okay child you want to know what we're going to go ahead and wrap this up we've had long days today <laughs> but you want to know what we've managed to pull this podcast off it's been one of our best podcasts thank you guys so much for listening yes. honestly the response to it was not something that i was expecting um it's been great so Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you go ahead and follow us on social media. That's so Deb on Twitter and Instagram, mainly Mariah underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, I guys, will like, follow she, you. Oh, she will follow you this time. Surprise. Love that for you. But go ahead and make sure you guys are eating a nice meal tonight. Make sure you're getting some good night's sleep. You need some rest so that way, you know, your brain can recharge your body mentally, physically, spiritually. Okay? Make sure you're eating some good food. I know a lot of us are not eating three meals a day. And a lot of us aren't even eating two meals a day. So you want to know what? Make sure you eat a granola bar in the morning. Coffee is not breakfast. I will drag you at Madison and Mariah. Absolutely. (laughs) Hate that for you. But seriously, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I can't wait to continue this series. Thank all of you so much. We love you. We're so excited to continue to give you great content. Um, again, DMs are open. Take care of yourselves. Finishes out, Deb. All right, y'all. I'm about to hop out here. But before I go, you have to remember go follow at five M I N self care on Twitter because you know we get so involved in our days like we've had crappy days somewhat today and you know we want to just make sure that we're taking care of ourselves throughout these days so that way we can manage the rest of the days ahead right we want to help period help us help you our dms are open all right y'all we have resources so until the next podcast peace out and thank y'all for listening we out peace